Got my milk. That's what it started. <laughs> I, really, I really hope you got that. <laughs> got my milk. Hello, welcome to... Milk. Hello. <laughs> Hello, my milk. Hello. Welcome back to the MN Show, episode two, season one. Joining us today is someone who's neither Mitchell nor Noah. It's our guest star, Gilly Morals. Gilly, hello. Hi, how are you guys doing? I guess today is the MN and G show. Don't add my name to the list. But we gotta say what M N and now G stand for. So I'm going to say what M stands for. You say G, Noah says N. So today, M, of course, stands for microbiology. No? N stands for nocturnal. <laughs> and Gil? Okay. Uh, I don't know. G's, G stands for... Get your ass inside. This ain't no regular quarantine. I was hoping for one word, but <laughs> yeah, that is it. Thank you for joining us tonight, Gil. I'm, <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad I could be a part of this train wreck. Of course. Apparently we have seasons, so I feel like... There's it might many, just be. It might be like end up being a thousand episodes in one season. So you never know. You just want to get ahead of the curve. The thing that sucks about it, unlike you know how you know how growing the beard is like an indication of like you know a show getting good. Well, I've already grown a beard, so 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 we're already good. Mitchell, no, that means like I shave downhill. Mine. I feel like I shave mine. Yeah. So grow a beard, and then, then, then our show will, at that point, will be the point from when we get better. I don't know what that means. I don't. I don't know it's how you can tell. Of, no one does. I get on, but it's the opposite of jump the shark. You know, whenever a show jumps the shark, that's the point. After that point, the show just drops in quality. Grow yeah. the beard means basically after that point, the show gets better in quality. And, I thought you were referring to like your favorite podcast got better after the coho after like the, the the stars of the show grew grew beers and I was wondering how you knew well, actually, that, they had beers on a podcast. From. <laughs> uh, it's from uh, it's from Star Trek. Um, one of the characters after the point in which they grow grew the beard, the show got better. So they call that point is like they said now they term like whenever a show gets better after one episode, they're like, oh, yeah, at this point, they grew the beard. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for that piece of knowledge. <laughs> Jump the shark, grew the beard. You're the type of person to point that out during the show, aren't you? <laughs> Noah's our fat guy. Fact. I said fact. <laughs> I said fact. I, I did not hear that. I said fact, and I'm sorry if it sounded like the other thing. Apologize to him. I I just said I didn't say it. <laughs> Love you, Noah. I'm sorry. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, let's go. Okay, if you tuned in last week, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. This is your first episode. Welcome. We talk about music on this podcast. 
Last week we talked about, of course, Fountains of Wayne's Welcome Interstate Managers, an album famous for having Stacy's mom on it. And that was a series where we take one hit wonder songs and review the albums around them, just to give those albums the credit they do or sometimes don't deserve. So we're going to switch up the format a little bit at each episode, do something new. So this week we're talking about something I have wanted to do on film for a long time, a series I call The Worst Of, where we take a popular artist and we look at a bunch of different websites, look at user ratings, and determine what is the worst album by that artist, and then we talk about it. And today we're talking about KOD by J. Cole. Yeah. We did it. Now, before we go on, I wanted to start off with a pun to explain my uh, knowledge of J. Cole, if you'll allow me. Go ahead. Right. So I wrote this down. This is verbatim. Not verbatim. This is quote for quote. Whatever it is, this is what it is. I don't know much about J. Cole. I've always lived adjacently to his music, you know? And, you know, it only makes sense for me to call KOD his worst since everyone and their mother has had wet dreams about 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Thank you. Thank you. I like that. Leave leave immediately. (laughs) This is my meeting. (laughs) Exactly. Walk away from your laptop. Me and Noah got it from here. The point is, I don't know much about J. Cole. Everyone in senior year of high school went on and on about 2014 Forest Hills Drive, at least people outside my circle, at least. So. Double platinum with no features. Double platinum and no features, boy. What Noah said, man. But yeah, KOD has no features and went platinum, so let's do this. Somehow it's worse. Well, well, let's determine why. Wait. Double what? platinum. It went so, double platinum. I didn't read the certifications. KOD went double platinum? It, no. 2014, Forest still Drive. Yeah, okay. You know well, you know this. Was there no yeah, features yeah. on that? Too? Was there no features on that, too? Technically, no. Yep, no, there are no features. Man, he's pulling that no features game. Well, he's a very inclusive person. But, all, but that's two albums now with no features. There's not two albums. I mean, this album saying, didn't have any features. Well, I mean, you could argue that there are features. Bill Edward is him, so. Well, yeah. So no, there's no features. <laughs> okay, there's no features on the album, and he also didn't do any promotion for it. If you guys don't, if you guys don't remember that time. Okay. Uh, uh, he actually didn't promote it or do any marketing for it. He just released it. Which one? This one? KOD. Okay. We're talking about, that, are we that, talking about KOD now? I, yeah, I'm everyone's everyone's always talking about Forest Hills Drive, so I got to make sure. Okay, let's let's talk about KOD. Let's get into that. I thought you were about to say, let's talk about 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Breakfast, <laughs> our discussion on KOD. I remember, um, just to hop on what you're talking about, I remember when it dropped, like everybody was – kind of like surprised you know because like um I don't pulled think really expected at the time um he pulled a beyonce and, huh he pulled a beyonce he pulled a beyonce um yeah and nobody like nobody knew um yeah. but um 
I uh, I was just more I, at that time. I was kind of more surprised about how short it was, but maybe I was. I don't know. I I I, I some. I'm not as much. Uh, I mean, I listen to Kendrick and J Cole. Um, I love J Cole, but um, I guess this one uh, this one kind of just surprised me because like just immediately kind of like strikes a different tone between like um, when you compare it to the albums before that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess that's the the statement I was gonna say. It just kind of looks way different. Um, it kind of sounds has a lot of differences in terms of sound. It's a lot more, I would say, pessimistic as a whole. So. And uh, Gilbert, any opening remarks on this album? Well, there are a few. Uh, for one thing, um, going back to like everybody freaking out about it at first, like Noah was talking about. Um, yeah. When it first when it first came out, I actually did not hear like like find out about it on on my own. I actually like was just in my dorm room. We were it was just in the dorm room, and I was just chilling. And huh? I think it was me and you at the time. You were in my so, room. we were roommates. Yeah, yeah, we were we were roommates. We we were roommates back then. Mm -hmm. And they were roommates. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I was just chilling in my dorm room, and our suite mate actually started playing the album. And I was like, man, I, I haven't heard this song from J. Cole. <laughs> what album this is on? And so I looked it up, and I found out that he had actually dropped it that day. And so I was like, oh, my God, I got to go listen to this. New, new music from a great artist. And I was, like, ready for it. Well, I was ready, but I was like ready to once I found out that I was ready. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you, <laughs> you have to take some time. Yeah, assess. I think it's ready. It'll be interesting just because you guys clearly have listened to J Cole for a long time. So uh, whether you like to or not, you're going to be putting this against his other releases as well. But for me, this is the first. I hadn't. I know about like Forest Hills Drive and such, but like I've never heard a J Cole song really before this. So this is my first experience with a song and an album by him so it'll be interesting yeah. our different comments have you ever heard of his song work out no 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 have you i've heard about no, i've heard about no role model no role models and wet dreams i never heard them i've heard this album and i listened to middle child after it yeah, that's I all i know heard i probably have not that, 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 it, you probably have Here's the only reason why it was. I think it was like that's like his most popular song. I think it had it had radio play. Yeah, it had radio. What play album was play, it? And it also it was before. Uh, it was. It was, before it was cold. Cold world. Oh. Mm -hmm. I I'm gonna tell you I probably didn't just because I was really young when that came out. I didn't didn't really know anyone listened to rap yeah. in general, so I don't know if I have, but. I mean, I, I mean, was it, I was yeah, pleased you, with this album. You listened so, to the radio a lot back then. I did, but like mostly, like the actually, I don't really remember what I listened to in middle school. Like it was just whatever was popular, I guess. But like, I didn't really have a succinct music taste back then. It was just what I was introduced to. There wasn't like artists I found for myself or anything. I don't think. Hey, same, bro. Same. I just listened to what my older sister listened to. Yeah. Until just, like. Uh, 
eighth, eighth grade, I started listening to Tech Nine and then started making my own path on who I want to listen to and, you know, made yeah. my own. Yeah, Blink-182 movies were probably the first bands I found for myself, but more so Blink. And that was a while, so. I honestly, I also just don't remember that far back what I was listening to, word for word, song for song. But, I mean, you guys ready to talk about this piece of work? Yeah, man. All right. So, same as last time, we're going to go track by track, give our thoughts. Gilbert himself has developed a successful rating system, so we'll be able to delve into that as well. I don't know about successful, but, like, it works. It's successful. It's- Thank you. No, no one knows. No one specific, know. specifically knows. But all right, let's. Uh, no better place to start than intro. So, all right, who wants to start? Obviously not Noah since he's eating. <laughs> Gilbert, right. you can go. You raised your hand. Yeah, I did. You saw. I did. I'm. We're not going to get this. Go on. All right. Um. Let me give you like a little like a introduction to my um, <clears throat> rating system. See, the way I work it is I try, not, I try to be as unbiased as possible because the type of music I listen to isn't going to be like as much of a radio hit as most, most people want. And I see that, and I know that when I'm doing my ratings. So I try to be as like commercially friendly you know, I, I give the song like a chance to like really show up. And a lot of times I end up giving high ratings to songs. I don't even like, I don't even like bang with, I can't even listen to it on a daily basis. Cause you know, it's kind of annoying to me, but I see that it, it will, it will be a popular song, you know, with people, you guys so understand. Not, so it's not just based on your opinion. It's how it will be perceived by everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I see it as. Okay. Well, what'd you in, think of it? In, oh, in that in that saying, I do let my own bias take take over me sometimes, and I'm like, no, this that's is a, my rating for it. You know, that, you that's every that's everybody. You know, you didn't rate Hot Shower the way I wanted you to, but you know, here we are. I'm gonna shove that down your throat every day. Do you want to know my rating on Hot Shower? Like a four or a zero? The three. Close. It was in the range. <laughs> it's, I'm, we're moving on. Okay. okay. Intro. So, intro. So the way it works is I rate it on did I like it, like personally. It's just a yes or no answer. Um, sure. Appeal. Uh, is it like a it's, – it's from a negative one to one and then either a zero if I can't really, like, figure, figure the song out a little bit. You know, cause some songs you're like, eh, I could listen to it a little more to like yeah. figure out my opinion on it. And then obviously the rating up to 10 and then I give my notes on it. So okay. for intro, intro, which is, which is technically an interlude. Sure. If you guys don't know. So I don't know if this should be counted as one of the songs. I'll, I'll count it. Just, you count it. Just, no, do you count it? No. All right. No, is <laughs> No, it's no, it's somewhere else right now. <laughs> hey, buddy. Sorry, I'm looking over. What'd you say? Hey, buddy. Did, yes. Do you do you feel like intro is an interlude, or should we count it as a song? I think it should be a song. 
I mean, it's once an attic is an interlude. I'm going to count that as a song. Okay, it says interlude in the title, but it's technically a song. They're both technically. I like. Okay, let's just treat it as a song. What did you think of it? Uh, I liked it. Honestly, it was a good start. There's there's a few ways to start an album, and this is one of those ways. Like you got to get a feel for what the album is going to show you, and intro. Uh, does just just that it presents itself really well and it lets you know that you're going to be on a, on a ride throughout this whole album and you're going to just sit back and listen to because you know if you're if you're a fan of j cole and you actually bought this album when it first came out um you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna know his taste and his and his style of flow so you're gonna you're gonna know right off the bat that he got you he got you and much of the way as as for appeal i feel like i gave it a negative one because i don't think everyone's going to be listening to this in their headphones you know during the movie yeah. class or or um no like, one's jamming out to work. intro by jay cole <laughs> <laughs> yeah did you hear that fucking intro dog my god bro listen to this <laughs> You know that sound you've been looking for? Here it is. A newborn baby has two primary modes of communication. <laughs> Laughter, which says, I love this. Or crying, which says, this frightens me. I'm in pain. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Uh, spoke okay. baby. <laughs> uh, so my, my, rating, my rating is, is uh, 7 out of 10. In terms of quality and introduction and start to the album. The songs itself, you know, it directs the message, the good ass intro, and it's it, it presents itself as not a song as in itself, but as a start to the album. I agree with that. I really like the jazz instrumentation. I think that was really, I don't classy is not the word I'm looking for. It's just, well, I mean, yes, it is classy, but it, it just suits it really well. It sounds really great. And I mean, his lyrics, like his tone, like his voice modulated lyrics, I think are really good. And it does set it up really nicely. And, you know, I like that it reiterates the theme of choosing wisely throughout the album at different points. I think it was done pretty tastefully. And, yeah, I mean, I mock the newborn baby lines, but, you know, I don't know. It's just, it was cool. Like, it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like a gimmick. It felt like a great start. And it kept me engaged, even though it's like the polar opposite of what KOD is as a song. The next song, KOD. Yeah, I, I also kind of think uh, it reminded me of uh, the. This came out. Did this come? This was released after Dan, what, correct? Yeah, this was released after that. Dan after was, what? Dan was after, oh, yeah, after Dan. Yeah. It reminded me of uh, Dan and like Kendrick's whole spoken word poetry type. Oh thing. yeah. You know, he's not, not on damn, not on just damn. There's like, a wicked There's a wicked Poems on other um, albums. But um, oh, yeah, if you, if you listen to uh, Good Kid Mad City, he has an amazing poetry yeah. slam type track on there. And he even yeah. talk, he even like writes a song where he's just talking to Tupac. It's amazing. I heard about that, actually. 
It's pretty great. It reminded me of that. Um, oh, sorry. That was on. That was on September Butterfly. My bad. It was on September Butterfly. It was um, yeah. Um, it was when he was talking to Tupac. If that that whole album has a lot of poetry in it, but like this, this in general kind of gives me that that vibe. The whole album, it's it's in terms of like showing you what what's going to be in store for the album. It doesn't really show you that. I will say that. Like, it doesn't really have the same sort of like feel and aesthetic as a lot of the other of the rest of the album. But um, it's not so much out there that it's like it doesn't fit. I guess. Um, but yeah, it's 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 pretty nice. Instrumentation's pretty nice. Um, and yeah, just I, it does. It just kind of. I would say it reminds me a lot of what Kendrick has done. Um, yeah, I guess I'd probably move somewhere around that. All right, I guess we'll move on to uh, title track. King Overdose, Kids on Drugs, Kill Our Demons, KOD. Did it. Aww. All by myself. Did you, pra- did you practice that? Did you practice that? I did not practice that at the mirror, crying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, KOD. Hey. KOD the song. for me, for me, kids on drugs. Um, we'll each take way, we'll each take one of the titles. I got kids on drugs. I'm taking demons. You can no, it can be king overdose. <laughs> <laughs> Noah's our king overdose. Yay! Yay! All right, Gilbert. <laughs> Let's get away from that joke. All right. In ter- in terms of do I like it? Yes, it was it was a good song. I can I can jam to this. I can chill there and just lose my mind and forget about everything. And this song would be in my head. Um, appeal. I give it a one. I feel like most people will play put this on a playlist. What's the you know? scale for your appeal, by the way? Negative one, zero, or a one. Okay. One of those three options, and then it averages out. I'd say KOD and ATM are definitely the most appealing for the average listener. Yeah. But go on. Um, rating, seven. Okay. And there's a reason There's a reason I rate it at the same rate as, like, the intro. The reason is because it's so different. Like, it's a complete shift. It's, a, like, a complete 180 from, like, this jazz tone, smooth, feeling you get at the beginning and then you turn into trap drums yes and it kind of takes me up takes me off my groove a little bit and you know i don't really i didn't feel like i i needed that and it's really different from the first track it's fast paced um and it's just about like a guy having fun you know and not giving a damn and like but if you listen to the lyrics the lyrics are are pretty good. Uh, I I enjoyed them pretty well. I mean, I, I'm the type of person that like has to listen to the album over and over again. And throughout that process, I either pick to listen to the music or listen to the lyrics or uh, listen to them both and then see how they mesh together. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> and here, the lyrics really got me. They're like really cool. Let me see if I can um. Pull up on the block here. Um, Lyrics for you. 
we want to go to lyrical aspect of it. Uh. Yeah, one thing I'm kind of like confused about every time I listen to this. Why, why is the name of this track specifically KOD? I wonder. Like, I think it's because like about, he's just talking about himself, but like he's just talking about like his success. You know, J Cole himself. It doesn't seem like he's playing a character. Even though, like, there's a lot of great lines in this. And that's the one thing. That's I guess that's the only gripe I really have with it, really. I think this song specifically it comes more from the theme it gives off and the lyrics. I mean, this is definitely a song where people can listen to it mindlessly. Like, the lyrics aren't so, like... Like, they go places, but they're not, like, as deep as other ones. You can just listen to it and enjoy it. I think it's just... I think it starts off here because, like, I think this is just the beginning. I don't think he doesn't seem like he's overdosed yet. I think he's just starting playing around with drugs and being young and having fun. Just like he was once 18 money, pussy parties. Like this is where that starts. And it's just like, like I remember like I watched uh, a bit of Anthony Fantano's review on it. He gave it like a five out of 10. And he was saying like uh, KOD is just like the first verse, just talking about how he doesn't want people. <laughs> he's not going to give out features or whatever or, he's too good to have other people on i think that's what they said and it's just like i think this and the next track photograph just really focus on being young and arrogant and braggadocious and how the drugs aren't really affecting them yet but he's definitely on them and they're gonna seep into him as the tracks go on so if you actually what i wanted to say is if, if you look at the layout of this album you notice there's a difference in um in tone and especially in the lyrics, like uh, KOD through, I'd say about midpoint Kevin's heart to where it's just about having fun and it's just about not caring what other people think and people are getting in your way. And after that, you get into that. The end of Kevin's heart is definitely the turning point. Yeah. Yeah. And so after that, you get uh, uh, a storyline sort of, of like how you, you're you're dealing with a person with addiction and you're just this other person just sitting there watching them. And I feel like you're just like useless at that point. And it's a really good depiction of uh, seeing that person be successful and turn, turning their life into like a, com- a complete party and then seeing that just fade away and just completely gone from the situation. And you're just left with the terrible aftermath of addiction and drug abuse what you guys said and what i've read i think a lot of people said this album's kind of inconsistent in tone and stuff but like re-listening to it today i I, like the first time i listened to it was like 4 a.m so i was just like getting a taste of it and i liked it but like this time i was on a walk i was more focused and it's like there's definitely a through line i mean the first and second half are definitely different in terms of like impact and tone but it just feels like I mean, KOD through Kevin's art, as I said, is about it's about having fun and being young and just stuff. But it also just also just slowly creeps up on you, like through Kill Edwards features or just how more dramatic it goes. Just like it starts off really fun, and then photograph is just like a, an avenue of that, and then cut off starts to get bad, and ATM just fills yeah. that void with money, and then it just leads to more bad things, leads to cheating, which then's the midpoint. So like. I'll definitely agree the latter half is more impactful, but 
there's definitely a through line for me and the story progresses i think a, in a good way I, I i already said this but this is like when we were recording i the biggest issue i mean specifically the songs like this i wish he committed more to like the persona of like getting into like um being young and rec reckless because like on the first verse it's just like it, he's talking braggadociously about like why we want to do features blah, blah 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 all that and then you go to the second verse and he talks more about like drugs and stuff like that and that those issues um i guess that's my biggest issue with like it's so it's good in terms of like writing but it's also like i wish there was more commitment to the thing. i think the second half is just the specifics of the aftermath and the first half is just from an outsider looking in just how drugs affect someone not really going yes. over every nitty-gritty little thing yeah anyway uh Gilbert, were you gonna like pick out some verses you liked uh not from this one not from this one i mean i, I mean you got you guys kind of like got the gist of it all like yeah. how um you know he's bragging and he's just not caring what other people think and he's just like real he's he th he's thinking these people are hating on him and that's like you know obviously something we've seen before in artists and people who think they're they who think highly of themselves Cool. Yeah. No, do you have anything else to add, or do you want to think we should go to the next one? Uh, not uh, really. I, I guess um, I would say this, like, I would rate this song favorably, I, I would say. I mean, um, favorably, but also I wish it was, like, a little, a little more, like, I mean that. I guess maybe that's just a, a thing. With me. Like I thought, I wish it was like a little bit more into it. Um, but also, um, <laughs> maybe it's just a personal thing. But anyone, I mean, I know Gilbert really likes this song. But like, did you find the 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 like the the beat for this? Well, or like I don't know, like like the beat for this kind of like obnoxious. I don't know. Like I don't know. Maybe not the beat. The like the flow. I don't really like the the flow i guess i read um, that he was basing the entire thing off of like uh, soundcloud rap <laughs> Something yeah said. Everything, okay, those, so I, it was I, based I off soundcloud rapping sleep. aesthetic yeah okay that makes sense that's that's the chorus makes me if he was going for obnoxious then he definitely did it like that sounds was very obnoxious to be honest the chorus does the his verses are great the chorus <laughs> is so obnoxious to me uh, i do agree yes the um the chorus was kind of corny and that's the problem with j cole a lot of people yeah do his rating that's why you look at his albums and you see a very low rating score that's because people don't like his don't like his hooks his hooks are the corniest stuff you could ever think of and that's it's it's not his fault. It's not his fault. And sometimes like they they bang pretty good, but like um, you know, you just it's it's kind of you know hit or miss with the hooks. Like you could either be like really 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 good with hooks, like uh, Post Malone, where like that's basically your song, or you don't have them at all. Like uh, I don't know uh, Kendrick. He doesn't really have hooks that often. Um, yeah. 
and you know, you 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 could have a middle ground, like where J Cole's trying to hit, but the problem is is that you're you either either outsource your hooks if you're not good at them, or you just don't do them. And J Cole isn't really one for outsourcing, so I, I believe I feel like he he shouldn't do them. I think they're I think they're passable enough. Like I'm not like overwhelmed by corniness or anything, but I definitely get what you're saying about it. Sometimes you they're can just, off, they, they're yeah, you're full of corn. Thank you. Sometimes he comes <laughs> off in like songs like this in this album. I think the reason why I got a lower rating is sometimes he comes off as like this person who sorry. Sometimes he has like big like big boomer energy sometimes. Um, big boomer energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um like you know, like back in my day, sort of. Like, <laughs> how could you? I how understand. Could, how could you say something so controversial and yet so brave? That's what I'm thinking. And the thing is, he's a really talented artist. It's just that, like, more so in this album than I've heard in other albums, he has a little bit of like this this boomer mentality, and I and I I get it. It's it's a lot. It's for a good cause. It's like you know, hey, people shouldn't do these destructive dr- drugs, and like people should like take control of their mentality, you know, and their like their mental issues without self-medication. But like he goes, he um just comes off sometimes as like, hey, like, you know, just boomer mentality, I guess. And I don't know, like some, I guess it's not so much in this album or in this, in this, um, in this song. But like the only part I would say would be the chorus, and the chorus like yeah he's like trying to trying to rip off of like SoundCloud rappers, and it sounds kind of it does sound a little cringy <laughs> to me. And the, but the verses, like you said, Gilbert, the hooks on his on his songs are can be like really terrible, but then like the verses end up being like awesome. So it it kind of makes up for it, you know. <laughs> but. At the same time, I guess I, that's the reason why I feel like this a lot of this album gets kind of rated low for people. So. I, I just focus more on the lyrical and the story, lyrical prowess and the story. So it definitely hasn't been a, a big problem for me. Like it was, it was fine enough to like not mull over. It's and yeah. it's catchy too. So you know. But we talked that one. Let's move on to photograph, which. I'll start by saying the first time I listened to it, I thought, why is this in here? <laughs> I think I, th- I saw Sean C and needle drop say the same thing. It's just not, it just doesn't feel like it's in there or like, it just feels like it's there just cause it's like, and the most powerful drug of all love. And I'm just goes into photograph. <laughs> okay. So that was one of the things I was going to point out, but I didn't ever write a note of it. That part right there comes off big boomer, Power, money, greed, molly, weed, zannies, but the most powerful drug of all, love. Like, sure. But my point is, like, listening through it today, if you look at it through a specific theme, specific journey through the album, it makes sense. Like, intro just gives off the warning of what is to come. KOD is just starting. Photograph, I feel like, of course, it flows in from KOD, so it can be there. But also, like, I think when you go into the cutoff about, like, cutting people off from your life, whether that's because of the drugs or just in general, I feel like 
just the idea of falling in love with people you don't know and just being so invested in social media as a drug, I think that kind of ties in just like you don't have a lot of people around you. So you kind of fall into that mentality or just I read how I thought it's like if he's in a drug state, like if, if like the first half is him on drugs, not necessarily starting to get corrupted by drugs. It's like, like he, it feels like very isolating too. Like this isolation comes through when you're on drugs, having to cut people off, being so obsessed with what's going on in your life. So maybe that's how he seeks out connection and love, which kind of uh, stops being that way after Kevin's heart. Cause I think that's the turning point of the album, as we said before, just realizing how much it's corrupted you. So in the ideas and themes is trying to present, I like it and it can stay, I guess, through what I've said, but in general, it does feel disconnected from the story as a whole, just, just sound wise and just surface level. So that's what I'll say about it. So it grew on me, I guess. All right. Um, <laughs> for me, I think he should get rid of it. This you can do with or without it. So yeah. No, no, honestly, for real. A uh, photograph is just like an offsetting, like weird sidetrack story that has n that. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't have anything to do with what he's trying to like it's show, not enough, but like, not enough. Yeah. it's like it has it has nothing. It's like it's 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 like it's if you can make another album about li about kids going on Tinder and finding the one somehow, and. Yeah. Like no, like Noah said, like Noah said, this song sounds like a boomer. Boomer, <laughs> boomer energy, dudes. Hey guys, not, I'm not saying boomer gone. energy. Say it. Say of it. today's gone digital. <laughs> uh, I did not like it. Negative one on the appeal rate and rating out of ten, uh, a five. Because and that's going to be the lowest rating. I'm, and there's another song on here that has a five, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reveal it until it comes up. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Wait, not the real what? Reveal the other song that has a five, which is the lowest oh. rating on this album. Okay. I'm not gonna uh, guess either. I don't think you'll get. I don't think you'll guess the song. I'm not gonna guess right now, so we'll be fine. But I'll think. <laughs> I'll think about it. Okay. Um, in terms of lyrics, he does pretty well, obviously, because he's J. Cole. Um, the hook does pretty poorly, you know, obviously, because he's J. Cole. <laughs> so standard J. Cole. We're continuing that. And standard basic J. Cole. The thing is, is that I thought it was really corny. Whenever the first, the song before this was just like, and the strongest drug of all, love. And then it stops right there. <laughs> And then this song love through a photograph. <laughs> I don't even know your name. And then the wonder if you follow back. <laughs> I hope to see you one day. Apparently, apparently, like this guy didn't want to see let his friends see the girl. Yeah, I thought that was just like like this is just couldn't come off weird to other people or like Keep this I'm not gonna show people this doesn't go through but then everyone's like yeah this is creepy as fuck. <laughs> so I can do with her, I can do with or without it. No, I can't. I, I could do without it. 
it'll just go away. It has nothing to do with the song. I don't care if this makes the song track list shorter. Get rid of it. Fair enough. Replace it with a good song, like 1985. I'd still say you could take 1985 out of the track list, not like as a song. We'll get to that. Noah? Photograph? You summed it up enough. I really don't like the way the... I really don't like the way the hook drags. Um, hearing sometimes Jay Cole, hearing him like sort of saying is cool in this, I just got so annoyed with it and I wanted him to stop. I did. Yeah, I, I actually made a note of this. I wrote, I wrote down um, the tone is a bit out of place. Good imagery. Not really enjoying the chorus. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I really like as much as I did not like the chorus, like the hook on the last song, it was better than this one. The only thing I like about it, like the thing I like about it, is also the thing I hate about it. I think, yeah, oh yeah, I like the sing songiness about it, but also I hear it one time. It's like the thing, here's the thing about this hook I hear it one time in the whole, like just. You know, not thinking about the whole love today's gone digit. He said love today's gone digital because he had to say pal because that's that's the only way you could rhyme on that. Um, because he, he was rhyming digital with now. So yeah, we get it. Digital. We get it. We understand. We it. Okay. For those yeah. who didn't who didn't hear that part, okay. I like the same songiness of it. And then all of a sudden, like, I hear it again. And I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else got that sense. I think but, like, literally everyone, like, everyone I've heard of has said this is the worst song on here. So no it's one's disagreeing. So it honestly is. I, again, I said I could do like, with or without it, but it is the worst on here, for sure. I agree. Can we just move on? Yes. Yeah, let's, let's move on from it. <laughs> Next, we have the cutoff featuring J. Cole. Featuring J. Cole. Kill Edward is J. Cole. But I honestly love the kill. I love when Kill Edward comes in. I think they all sound really good, personally. I think they sound cool. And the beginning of cutoff, I will say, this is the main note I wrote down, so you guys can have a field day with it if you want. It's a good song, but... The intro where he's like, I know heaven is a mind state. I've been a couple times stuck in my way, so I keep on falling down. That is the best lyric on the album. And it, I love how it parallels a fallen angel. And, yeah. So, for that lyric alone, I like this song. But yeah. That's my... Yeah. There you go. Feed, children. Feed on that opinion. Um, nom, 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 nom. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, for me, it was, it was obviously a step up from the bat, from the last song. Hell yeah. <laughs> Everything is a step up from Photograph. <laughs> <laughs> but not much in my opinion. I mean, uh, uh, the, uh, for me, I liked it. I just don't see the appeal in it. I mean, you can, you can argue against that, but like, for me, the appeal wasn't there, really. Uh, yeah. I think I think I know why, honestly, because this this song would have had a higher rating. I gave it a six out of ten. Okay. 
but I felt bad about giving it a six because it's missing something. And I think it's because it only has one verse. Uh, so if it, if it had that second verse, uh, I feel like he would have he brought it again, that same energy. I mean, I know the song would be longer. Uh, the song is kind of slow, so that's why it's like stretched out and you only get one verse from him. But like, I, could, I felt like I could deal with the second verse. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Uh, I, I like how much it kind of sticks with that, um, the whole drug theme. Um, I like, I really, I, I really wish there was a second verse on this. Um, because like, I love his storytelling in the verse he, he puts into it. Um, talking about like how basically people are using him and like he can't really like you know also like highlight like putting the the pre the the, the chorus with it you know how he can't cope and mm -hmm. it kind of gives you the sense of like he can't cope with the fact that like it didn't seem like people like he has loyal a loyal friend base and all of that and like doesn't seem like people are real um yeah, I don't know. I think it does it nowadays. Seen, it, it, <laughs> I think it would have cemented that feeling um, even more if he had a second verse. Uh, if he had a second verse. I get what you're saying. I mean, personally, I think, I mean, I really, as I said, I really like the Kill Edward features. I think they're done really well. I mean, of course, like, give me a drink, give me smoke. Like, that can get, like, a little annoying just because of how he's saying it, but, like, I like the song as a whole. Like, like I, as I said, I really like the intro. His verse was good, and the time will tell who was on my side. I mean, well, but I can't stop my pride. I like the pre-chorus as well, but, like, it felt pretty succinct to me after hearing it twice. Like, I, I thought I'm it, happy um, with how it is. I thought something was cool about the, the um, hook on this one was um, the whole um, – how he like sort of he had it um he didn't really have harmonies on it like he had he had other like he basically um had other tracks of him singing with it that clashed you know uh, did you notice that with the yeah i did that stuff i like that because it kind of gives you like it makes you unsettled and it makes you kind of nervous mm -hmm. and i think that's the feel he wants for this song it's like he doesn't trust people it's kind of like he's on edge sort of thing it's like because he's realizing all this um how like you know he he, he he can't really cope with it it is a depressing um, and I, sometimes unsettling track so i agree with you there yeah and it, it gives it kind of an unsettling sort of like anxious feeling and like listening to it it's not pleasing to listen to but it's also like it's not yeah I don't, I don't think it was intentionally like i think it was intentionally not like pleasing uh, like pleasing to the ear a little bit and so i i like that i like how he just you know break breaks down your uh, anticipation and just like goes in a different direction and just like tests something out like feeds into your anxiety because he wants you he wants you to feel um you know what an addict feels like you just just don't understand it are confused sometimes and just like feel like no one's no one can trust you 
or you can't trust anyone. And I feel like I feel like at this point we can acknowledge that there's already a set like image he wants us to follow. And you can see it throughout the album already. But like from here on out, it's there's really no trust in anyone anymore. And you really can't like like it, it's it's more like people are on these on drugs and are addicted to things and it's just like you're frustrated with them and you're you're basically just done with them and like i feel like that's that's the message here like uh you know you you just like completely aren't yourself at all when you're when you're on them when you're off them it's just it changes your life and it fucks with you it's just you know I agree with that. I mean, I don't remember the specific specific vocal, vocal clashing, but like, like when the chorus just says "I don't know" a lot, I feel like it could easily spiral off and just. So I think he definitely represented the idea of addiction well. And while photograph isn't bad, I mean, sorry, photograph is not the best or the best on the album. I feel like it served well. Just if anything, it's just like a through line. Just like I feel like if we went from KOD straight to this. I might have felt a little jarred, just like they're like they're both like addiction, but like completely different sides of it. Similar to how the intro and KOD just kind of one eighty each other. So like, I like photograph more for just as like a segue into this more than the song itself. But overall, this is the best so far. But it, there are definitely better ones to come. And speaking of that, the next song is ATM. Canada, Canada, Canada. I like that, Canada, first of all. Canada, <laughs> that's fun, Canada, that's fun Canada, to dance to. Canada, Canada, Canada. I'm saying Canada, by the Canada. way. Canada. <laughs> Noah, why, why don't you start for ATM? I mean, Go ahead. I, I feel like Noah likes the song more than the rest of us. I like ATM. Well, I, mean, yeah. I, I like ATM. I know. I, <laughs> Go I ahead. love I love how much he gets into his character in this one. Um, I love the have music seen, video. Have you seen the music video? Have you seen yes. the music video? Yeah, it's I watched so it. good. It's so brilliant. But like, Sorry. in general, like before the music video, even I love the, how the how in the music video. This is a little bit off track, but I love how in the music video he does like the whole character he's portraying. But like, he does it so faithfully in this in this song. And like, there's one point, and I I gotta find the lyric. There's one point where he talks about, um, he talks about I know like it's bad. He, like he has one point of reflection, and he's like, no fuck it, no, that's it's fine. <laughs> I forgot where where it is, but um, is it is it like it's only an organ? But um, yeah, I I think. Proceed with caution. I heard if you chase it, only results in a hole in your heart. Fuck it. I take the whole cake and I won't leave a portion. That's it. That's, that's Oregon. Okay. Thank God mama that's couldn't afford the abortion. I was right. I was right. I knew you were thinking of that, Larry. I knew you were yep. thinking of that. That was a really good, that was a really good, like, realization, but then, like, eh, forget about it moment. He has, it was like, like, one point of realization, like, I know it makes a hole in your heart. And he's like, nah. <laughs> he's like, that's exactly how it goes down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the different points of addiction from start to end, I think, very subtly are acknowledged well, like not noticing it all, noticing it and putting it off, and then putting it off. I like finally getting past it, then relapsing. So I like that too. 
I also like how he frames money as an addiction. Yeah. I, I like how he frames that. And it's, I think it's something that's interesting. It's like, um, I think anybody can relate to that. That's not like very universal. Like every, obviously everybody wants money, but also yeah. you can want it to an excess and then you can use, you know, your, your path to getting money uh, to like, you know, uh, justify terrible things. So I also think it's using money to a, fill the void. Sorry. Hmm? Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. Just to say, I, I feel like based on cutting everybody off in his life, I feel like mo- money is just a new addiction and it's filling the void that the people gone. Yeah. Are having. So it makes it worse. Yeah. yeah I, in terms of like the, the beat on this one, it's like super, I like the, the 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 money counter. <laughs> oh no, stress. Really cool. It's so catchy, and like the production in general on this album, just like top notch. It, you seem really giddy about it. Find. It's so it's so fun to listen to. It's so fun to listen to. It um, is. It's a real. It's a really fun song. I I thought it was. It was it's very appealing. Um, yeah. I did like it. I did give it a seven because. Um, I feel like there could have been more added to it that like, you know, um, but like, you know, towards the end there, uh, the chorus does get a little bit tiring. Like you just, you're just, you're just like, chorus. You're out of, yeah, chorus, <laughs> but like, um, you get tired. And if you're singing along with this song word for word, you're out of breath by the end of it. Yeah. Uh, I <laughs> guess tried, the, the only tried that now, Mitchell. Have you tried that? <laughs> I have not tried the whole song on my walk. Uh, the only Canada, Canada, Canada. I mean, the, it's a chorus, but it's catchy. Like the only really corny part is when he just says "cross my heart and hope to die." But other than that, I think I think this is probably the best single on the, like KOD and ATM are the singles. I think this is definitely the better of the two. Um, the album's definitely progressing in a good way, based on what we're talking about, just in general. So, yeah. well, I honestly really like the refrain. The will I fall? The, the, the oh, it's a great refrain. I'm just saying, in terms of cheesy lyrics, but other than that, he does really well with this one. Yeah. And I, also, um, I, I, I think this is my, maybe my favorite. I mean, I know it's basic. I'm, I don't know if it's really my favorite because there, there are other good songs on this album. You smile every time you talk about it, so I can, I know it's your favorite. <laughs> I told you. I told you. I told you the song was a favorite. I, anybody listening, they're like, oh yeah, it's so basic. Who cares what people think? You like what you like. But like, it's, it's good. I think it's, I think there's a reason why this was popular. Even though there were some songs I listened to, I'm like, I don't know why this was popular. This, I, I think it really deserved to like be as popular as it was. So yeah. Yeah, I knew, I, you can hear it, and you can like see the joy in it, and just like you know, you don't really care at that point. It's it's gonna blow up, and it did. It did actually. Yeah. It, it was really good. Also, Noah, yeah, basic. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to say that before we move on. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I mean, I don't have a lot to say about Motivate, just because it feels like a continuation of ATM. Oh, are we on Motivate? I mean, it seemed like we talked about it, but like, if you guys have any final thoughts on ATM, 
Mm, no, but I really want to talk about motivate. Um, I was just saying I don't know what to say just because it seems like part two of ATM and just see the thing is is that this is actually uh, the the other song that I gave a five. I knew it. What's he gonna do? Give window pane a five? I would be mad. I knew it. Go on. Maybe now. Maybe I I don't still have dare, it. Don't up. you dare take my boy window pane out. Five, because Mitchell said so. Five, because Mitchell's a dick. <laughs> okay. Um, motivate. with motivate, it motivate. somehow motivate. Motivate. somehow felt like an off-brand version of ATM. It was. It just feels like a continuation of ATM, but less good. Yeah, it's like an off. How do you get an off-brand version of yourself? How do you? Start, like it's like how do you like start with dick. Coke and then go diet Coke immediately after? How? Sorry, I'm getting mad. I'm not even trying to be. I don't even know why. Um, I'm not mad. I didn't like it. I don't know about the appeal. I put it at a zero because it's like, eh, if you didn't listen to ATM, this is the best you're probably going to get. Uh, <laughs> like, why listen to ATM? You can listen to Motivate. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. It felt like a like a sort of a remix to it. It's it's. I'm glad it. I, problem is, I'm I was glad it was short and ended quickly. Like I didn't. I did, I really didn't want this. I, yeah, I didn't. The only thing I'll say is just like the chorus, which is again just motivate over and over again. Yeah. It's, obvi- I mean, it's obviously motivating to keep filling the void with money. Hopefully, or like, I wrote this down. I don't know if it's true to you guys, but I wrote down like. I'd like to think the chorus of motivate works either as motivating yourself to keep drowning in this excess of money, uh, hoping money kills the urge to take drugs, or this is more just as it moves into the next song, my personal opinion, not necessarily what it says, just like as it moves into Kevin's heart, just motivating yourself to get out of this state, or like it's just, it's on the brink of like, wow, this is stupid. Let's stop this. I don't know. That's all I really wrote for this song. Just stop it. Just like stop. Get some help. I feel like a lot of people listen to this song like sort of mindlessly to be motivated. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, I don't know. I just... Noah's, not, song, happy. Noah's not happy anymore. This Smart. song annoys me. It really does. I mean... It's not bad, I guess, per se, but like also, it feels like you said, and I didn't think about this. It does feel like a continuation of, 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 of <laughs> shit. ATM. ATM. We just went over this. We Three letters. Three letters. Of ATM. Do you remember, you remember this song too? It's motive. It's like, and then the number eight. Yeah, I'm sorry. Motive, <laughs> motive eight. What are the other seven motives? I don't even know. <laughs> My opinion of the song, but I hate the way he spells it. I hate the name of this. I hate the spelling of the title. Oh, I hate Wait, it. I'm you sorry. don't like anyway, that early um, 2000s emo, like, raw style? Rawr. It looks like, like you, spe- looks you spell like out, the, you put letters in the words and stuff. It really does look I like prefer the been in like an old It looks like being in an early fallout. I was waiting for Noah to come off. 
Okay, this, I did hear motive. This is I did hear Fallout Boy. <laughs> All I was gonna say is I prefer the style of long song titles in terms of the emo wave. But no, hey, hey. He, what? Fallout Boy did it best. Fine. They, they Fall Boy or Panic in the yeah. Disco, either one. Noah, continue. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, verses are yeah, they're they're like competent. The verses, but like verses are yeah. Choruses, okay. I see where you're going with this. Ending is like, what is this? That was, that was sorry. Scary. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, verses are uh, competent. They're you know nice, um, but like anything like. Is there anything in the verses that like really stick out to me? Literally nothing. I, I'm gonna be say that. Like the one, the only thing I remember is that oh, he mentioned ceviche. That's that's literally from any of it when I like was listening to it. That's the one thing I remember. He, whoa, he just talks whoa. about. I, I remember him. No, no. He also mentions Green Day. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does, and I'm. I'm looking through it and like all the times I've listened to it and I've listened to this in the past too. <laughs> I just don't, I've never remembered any of the, the like verses. I, no, I he, never did. He also and, tells you that this, also, that like he has like, yeah, with, with like half a mil inside my briefcase, a couple of freaks mm-hmm. play. Dude. Apparently some freaks play. I think we're forgetting double up my cream. Now that's a double stuff. Mmm, son. Dang. Don't forget the commas. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's nothing really memorable about Motivate for me. Like, nothing really memorable about, like, the, um, the beat. Nothing really memorable about the hook. I mean, the fact that he's saying Motivate motivate it's so annoying um if you did a song where your hook was count it up count it up count it up count it like why are you going afterwards you're going to do the same hook you're going to do basically the same hook i mean that's the same hook but different word yeah and it's like i don't get that (laughs) we don't have much much to say it's literally the same song but yeah different package okay that's all that's all I have to say on that. Seems like we all agree, which is good. Yep. All right. So, moving on from diet Wait. ATM. Sorry. <laughs> Go on. Uh, I will say this. at um, The song at the end really was a really good way of ending it and putting his reframe there. It And it goes... I like the way he says, I'm feeling alive, feeling alive, feeling alive, feeling alive, like mo- over and over again until the song ends. And it gets even more powerful. And it even, even if you listen to it, it gets louder in your head. And you're, and, and it's like a, it's like an indication that like, you know, you're, you're getting on this high and you're reaching the, the peak of it. And like, uh, you're just like on the mountaintop and you're just, just fucking, I'm, I'm fucking ready. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and so like at the end of it and then you just it just abruptly stops that is nice i i did and, then, really like and that. that that was a beautiful touch to it a, a beautiful touch to diet atm <laughs> only there are more beautiful ch- touches on that song because honestly it's just so it's, in my opinion that song is so forgettable 
It is so forgettable. It is. <laughs> For some like, reason. I'm really sad about it. But, there's also, but I feel like the fact that it's so forgettable makes it so bad. And yeah. makes it one of the worst songs on the album. And at least with the photograph, he tried with something. Motivate. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. I just sound like I'm roasting him. Motivate just, yeah, like we said, it just sounds like a continuation of ATM. It's not really, it's not much. It's really not much. It didn't seem like there was much, a lot of effort put into it. Yeah. I definitely get you there. Seems like Noah spends this whole podcast roasting J. Cole or liking ATM. We're finding a good, we're finding a good middle. But next cut, you guys included me in this. I'm glad you could be here, buddy. Yeah. The next song. We're doing this, and all right. Next song, Kevin, Kevin Kevin's Hart. Hart, Kevin Hart, Kevin's Kevin, Hart, Kevin's Hart, Kevin Hart's Kevin Hart, Kevin's Hart, Hart, Kevin Hart's Hart. Wait, does Kevin? Wait, is it Kevin Hart or Kevin Hart's? The Kevin's actor Hart. or the song. <laughs> The actor. I'm the actor's, about the, the actor's name is Kevin Hart. The song's name is Kevin's Heart, not okay, Kevin's com- Heart. No, he's a he's a comedian. He's an first, actor. First, first and foremost. Fine. He's more known for being an actor. He's not more known. Yes, for being he an actor. is. He's more known for his comedy. I don't think everybody knows about his stand-up comedy. Everybody knew about his stand-up comedy. Okay, I'm talking about the kids who know him now. <laughs> what kids? Say, not every kid, kid followed him from his come up. I'm gonna sound. We're sound. We're gonna sound like boomers, but like back when we were growing up, we only back in my day, motherfucker. Okay, we used to flip panties for fun. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Kevin Hart on the on the YouTube's. We look for Kevin Hart on the YouTube's and then put them at the end of our vines. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you a tale of a story. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. 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 Kevin's heart. Yes. Uh, I do have an. Kevin's heart. Appeal. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I gave this song an eight out of ten because I truly felt the like the power of it and the lyrics and the imagery and honestly the music video along with it and i'm and i was like really surprised that kevin like kevin hart actually actually was like okay with this and um like you know just sure you can make a song about my terrible love life Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of weird that he let him anyway, like, yeah, use his name for the for this, but you know. Um, I, th- I think it makes sense with how Kevin Hart responded to the whole situation is owning up to your mistakes, but also it's just a really great parallel between drug use contributing to the fall relationship with Kevin Hart's very public relationship very fallout. Public. So I think it, it it did it really well and like it is cool that Kevin Hart was so willing and able to help out, tell the story. The, this kind of connects also with um, the whole theme of, you know, 
love, and he calls it love. I I, I would characterize more as lust. Um, you yeah. know, wanting wanting essentially like having a you know need for like women or whatever you know and that's that's a bit of a that's that's drug i mean not just on the male side but you know on, on both sides and um you know I, I think it's uh it's kind of a nice it's a nice parallel it's a better parallel i feel like than photograph honestly because both of these yeah. both of these um talk about the same you know quote unquote addiction um but this one is more in depth about the thought process um and it's more like it's more like telling a story i mean than the other one was um it's the production on it's better beats really good um the hook i like a lot um yeah it really works everything really works in this song in my opinion yeah i guess that's my, that's my main opinion for this um i think it's like everything that photograph does wrong on that theme essentially kevin hart kevin's heart well yeah i agree with you there um in terms of lyrics where really like just I don't, there's not really like a clear like segue between the ATMs and this song, just of how he got to this realization. But I think the song itself, yes, the ATM, the ATMs, ATM and ATM part two. Yes. But there's not like a clear segue to be like, Oh, I'm feeling like this. Oh wait, no, it shouldn't be. But like, it is a powerful song, especially with, uh, I think it's definitely more powerful just, including Kevin Hart's story in there. Just, I don't know how that came about, but like, I think he did it really tastefully and like, it wasn't even to face Kevin Hart. It was just to use an example and just build upon that to make the lesson more powerful. But I like how in depth he goes. Like it, we went from love and life to, I can't look myself in the mirror anymore. And mm -hmm. what's done in the dark will find a way to shine. I done did so much that when you see him, you might go blind, which saying that to the audience, saying that to like the people in his life, but also to himself. So I do like the change of pace. And from here on out, this, the album gets way more deeper, introspective and powerful, especially after the last refrain outro well, either way. Yeah. And I think it also gets at like the, something different from from photograph in general it talks more about regret um <clears throat> photograph is more along the lines of like he's doing it he's not ha doesn't have any regrets um for like you know not being you know loyal or anything like that just going you know you, you know talking about basically like going on instagram and like dming a bunch of people essentially with photograph um but like this is more like He's thinking about his actions. And I, I do like that. I don't really like photograph, but also I like how I do think it does well in terms of its purpose of serving a parallel from, um, not parallel, what's it called? Like a duality, like showing a duality between like how he was in the beginning of the album and how he was as the album progressed, how he is as the album progressed. 
I mean, it does a sort of purpose there. Um, it would would have been better if Photograph was a, a better song, but like, I'm I I will say I, I'm glad it's there for that purpose alone. I agree, and also like, especially like, I don't know if this was written because of this, but like J Cole has a wife and a son, so I think when the album started, it's just he literally has nothing to lose, and at this point in his mm-hmm. life, he has everything to lose, which leads to recognizing your own demons and problems. Mm-hmm. You got anything else to say? Uh, no, honestly, uh, I feel like this could have been like rated higher if, you know, a, another verse was added and put in here. I mean, I felt like I needed to hear a little bit more in order to like get a complete picture, but like he did pretty well on the imagery alone. Uh, in terms of lyrics, I mean, you, you got your, you, I got my hands full here. Uh, so much, <laughs> so many of them. I mean, the first few lines, it's like, you know, like run from the pain, sip lean, smoke tree up. Like that's basically how my, my friends from K, KC like end up just like, uh, just, filling the void of their lives. I mean, I've, I've seen people go into just fuck it. I don't want to deal with this right now and just go smoke a blunt real quick and just go pass out on the couch somewhere, like not even in their own home and like a random person's house. And like, you know, that's just the, like how it is. And like, you you understand that pain, you understand where, where he comes from there and like fucking up in a relationship. I mean, all of us have fucked up at one point in a relationship and this is like taking it to the like maximum fuck up that like everybody fears. And you, you understand? Yeah. yeah it, it takes big things to recognize where you're going wrong. Yeah. And like you, you finally, you finally realize is like, it wasn't the like drugs or anything that like fucked him over. It was himself. And, and you, you get that sense of realization for, through this song. Yeah, I think the lyric that sucks me most was mostly just because it juxtaposes between the entire song. It's just like, just like one line of the chorus, just like, I got the earth in a blunt, which I don't think comes off deep surface level. It's just like, I think the chorus, like the chorus especially, I feel like it just like goes from I think the chorus itself could serve as a transition in a way and just leading, just like, so let me as Annie once I got the earth in a blunt, I get the skirt when I want. Due to the money aroma, my girl got, she got a diploma. She got wife written all over. She got wife written all over. So it's like, it's like, it's part of them. It's like, it's part of them. Part of it still makes him feel good, at least in the beginning. And it provides for the people he cares about. But like, as you move on, you just realize how destructive it really is. So I just like the juxtaposition, like the song itself, like as it goes through, serves as a segue to the end of the album, I guess. Which I like. Uh, fun little fact, uh, Kevin's Heart uh, was ranked one of the best tracks of 2018 by former President Barack Obama. Shout out to Beatles. Mm. Shout out to number 44, boy. Yes, 
here's to here's to here's to Obama. <laughs> what a guy! He, he's he's a man of the people. But yeah, Kevin's heart's great, and um, now I move into brackets. 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 Gilbert, tell me your thoughts in brackets. Give me that good good about brackets. I liked it, but I don't see an appeal for it. I gave it a negative one, and uh, and as a rating out of ten, I gave it a six. The reason is because what? What'd you say? Sorry, I was just saying how come. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm about to tell you how come. You better. Uh, it was very different. Then you know the beginning of the album because you feel like this transition. Yeah. You switch over to um, not the person who has the addiction, but rather the people around him. Mm-hmm. And and you see, it, it, it's an effective subject. You know he does well on it. Uh, the song itself just doesn't feel sincere to like the message. It just it just feels like you know this is what you should feel like whenever someone's addicted. Like you shouldn't be happy for them or anything. Like you, should, like it's telling you what to do, sort of. Um, it just, it just felt like you know hatred and a disposition for like the subject matter. It's like you know I'm fucking frustrated and let me get the let me get this like off my chest real quick. It it didn't feel like we were into the like get him. He didn't feel like he was getting into the character. It just felt like he was he was angry and he let his emotions take over and just forget about everything else. You agree, Noah? I, I'm sorry. I was like, I was thinking. <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> what do you think of brackets? What is your thoughts? Kind of mixed. I think. Um, I think it's a little muddled in some areas. Like yeah, how definitely. It just kind of feels like that sometimes. I think his second verse is probably the best. I'm looking over all this right now on my computer. But like the interlude, uh, the interlude's annoying to me. I, I hate. I don't know. Like maybe it's not. It's not terrible. I mean, it definitely does. Like it's kind of nice. It's kind of funny. But like also, it's like I don't know. It's it's it does come off as like kind of corny. The interlude within the song, the part where he's like, you know, hey, Uncle. He's like talking about, I guess, Uncle Sam. You know, and you know, oh, you're gonna take my money and. Yeah, that shit was that. That's another. That's another corny line from J Cole that I, was I can't. I can't get over. It was just. Yeah, no, was corny. Um, <laughs> bitch, you better suck half really my dick. <laughs> it's like. Not that part. Not, <laughs> that part entirely is something else. That's a good line. <laughs> half. Half. <laughs> you crazy? Um, you better like, suck half my dick. <laughs> Part of it, like, he makes a really a lot of good points in here um, about, like, how the government you, isn't really, like, spending people's money the right way in many ways. Do you think ways. we should have an app to tell people, like, what should we spend our taxes with? Not an app. <laughs> because, because, because that's exactly how government works. 
what I'll say about the song is that besides that uh, iconic line from the interlude that I get the point. It felt like unneeded. Like I feel like we could have gotten to the second verse without it, I guess, even though it was enjoyable. And I also was an idiot and didn't really notice it four in the morning. He was saying uncle Sam. So it fully digested today, but I feel like, I don't know, like, between brackets, once an addict and friends, like that, the moving through those to illustrates the le- the last part of his addiction. And it's like, I feel like a lot of it just felt like when someone realizes they're fucking up, or just realizing there's a problem, they try to fix it in a big way. So it feels like Kevin Hart is him. Admit, Kevin's heart is him admitting finally that it's corrupting his life and also like while the second verse of brackets was pretty power was powerful to me it's like we go from admitting i'm wrong to like becoming like a voice for the people and where their taxes go it just while it's powerful it does feel like a big i don't know it feels like a big notion to like make up for everything beforehand kind of similar to what you're saying just like i feel like just similar when people mess up they want to make up in a big way I personally thought the ending was powerful. Of it, it definitely took a different direction than I thought it would, but I, I think it's good for that. But I personally liked it. I mean, songs like this and uh, Once an Act and Window Pane, I think, are the most powerful the album has to offer, which is definitely a good juxtaposition from songs like Photograph and Motivate. I, even though like those songs are so powerful, it does lend to the inconsistency unintentionally that's yeah, kind of, yeah. that's that's what i got from it it was a good message but it does feel like out of nowhere too like oh we're just immediately going to tax tax dollars all right it doesn't really yeah. make it you know, i will say like um I, it doesn't make sense really on this album in many ways even though i as much as i like the song it just doesn't make sense on, a, on an album that he's talking about addiction and like coping, like you know, problems of coping with things. Um, I guess there's money like in it. A, sorry. Huh? Continue. Sorry. It, it's 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 like it's a really like there are a lot of really great points in this in this song, like talking about you know like how an older dude uh, told him to vote, you know. And he said, democracy is too fucking slow. That's like a, like that whole part, that section right there, it's really, like hits hard for like me, but like, I feel like a lot of people that would hit hard because it's like, you know, especially like during elections, like now I'm not gonna get into it, but like, it's just like, it's so slow. It's like, we need action now for things. And I understand that, like, that's like a really good line right there. And then like at the end, talking about how like, if you play into the system, like, Get, sort of getting into like systemic like um uh like systematic racism and like getting into all that you know if you play like the game as mm-hmm. like a person of color you, you get get by farther but if you like do whatever you want to do you get screwed by the system and yeah um I think there are a lot of really great messages. It's just weird. It's kind of weird that's been put into this album. It would have, in the 
scope of the album, I don't know if it probably would have done better as like if it was released as a single. I would have liked it maybe better if it was released as a single, but like. What's weird about this album is like a lot of songs seem out of place or like the tone comes off as inconsistent just because yeah. some songs are just so different from each other. Like comparing this to like Photograph is like miles ahead. Like I'm thinking now, it's just so like this album is a perfect representation of like even outside addiction, just like the growth of a person. So like I feel like some of these choices were intentional just to show the growth of himself from these situations. So like some aren't that great, some are great like this, but I feel like I mean we talk about how motivate it just feels like ATM part two or like photograph is just a lesser version of another song. It's just like I feel like while Brack is a very big statement to go off of almost what seems like randomly, I think the album really does, when you think about it, encapsulate growth in a really interesting way. I just thought of that one to say it, but that's my thoughts on it. What was your rating of this skill? Six. It was a six. <laughs> just wanted to make sure. Now we, go on, now we go on to an interlude, but Once an Addict, which we're listening to today, it was very powerful, and I think the trigger for the album and addiction as a whole. I, um, for me, uh, I mean, interlude was pretty powerful in its messaging. Uh, you know, you, you can see the emotion in J. Cole. You can hear it. Um, and you just like, you know, it's it's you, it's like a very tired and ominous voice. You know, you just like you feel for him. And at this point in the album, you know, you're you're uh, like what nine tracks in yeah. to this album, and you're just tired of listening to the song. And you know, this song reflects that in a way. You know, you got to remember, like some some people listen to the album straight through. Some people pick their favorites and listen to those. Some people just like go like one one song and then another and another and then they take a break and then you know you get back to it. Point is, at this point, it's it's not about turning out those hits. It's it's more about become unfolding what you what you should have like gave in the album itself. Um, <clears throat> and you do see that and. To take it on a personal note, it was very, very good for him. Uh, yeah. You see it and you understand it, and you know if you if you're a J Cole fan, you know the backstory of his mom and her her dealing with addiction and how it 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 like you know challenges not only her but obviously her son because of the way it impacts his his songwriting. You know, he he takes he takes this issue very seriously, and you can see it. And you can just you can just feel it in his voice, and you're just you're just at a loss of words, really, because you know there's really nothing he can do, and uh, this song is the only thing he can do to express like, you know, this is this is what I have in my life. So it's not just I decided to write a song about uh, I decided to write an album about kids on addiction. I actually been through this even though I personally haven't been addicted to like drugs, uh, you know, people around me have. And, you know, with other songs, he sees 
that it's not just drugs that are addicting. It's everything else. What I pulled from it was like from a few more points I'll have is just like some of the lyrics, especially are very powerful from a personal standpoint. I mean, even though it's like an optimistic way to look at it, I like the beginning where he's like, or I think it's maybe his mom or just like, I don't know who's speaking per, per se, but it's like, sometimes I think pain is a lack of understanding. If we can only understand it all, we'll be feeling no pain. Does God feel no pain or he must feel no pain, which definitely is not true given the rest of the track, even understanding this pain, I think it, it can bring you down even more, but it's, it's obviously for the good. And I think, I don't know J. Cole's personal history with drug abuse, if there is one, or if he's just portraying an album to talk about it through a character, but I feel like running away from helping his mother or pushing that away could have been, a, was the trigger for his own depression, which led to his drug use, which led to the same cycle his mother went through. And just when he keeps saying something's got a hold on me, at first you think it's the drugs, but by now it's obvious that the pain and trauma is what keeps a hold on you, which leads to the drugs. So it's no longer something fun to do when you're young. It's like a really serious coping method for darker things. I see this. Uh, I'm just going to go right in there and say, I, I feel like I see this song a little bit as a, as almost an explanation, even though he doesn't really explain like, oh, this is, he doesn't say word for word. Oh, this is why I did this album. I feel like this song is sort of like, serves as an explanation as to like, why he made an album dealing with addiction. Um, you know, and talking about his own, like his own experience like this, this, this connects to the album clearly because it's, it talks about his own experience with, um, with addiction with his mom. And I think it's, it's pretty nice. It's like, it's, it reminds me, the verses remind me, or yeah, remind me of like older hip hop, I guess, you know, older rap, um, in like how like much of a story he tells in it. And I'm not saying like uh, that people don't do that often, but like the way he does it, it sounds like um, like 90s to me, like older rap. Um, yeah. It just, I don't know, it's, it's really a nice, it's a nice song. Um, it's one of those songs that I would definitely I just, I, I definitely would keep coming back to, um, even though it's like an interlude. <laughs> yeah, uh, I gave it a seven out of ten. You know, and obviously, uh, it's kind of hard to tell if it's an if it's an appealing song because it's an interlude. But like, you know, it's a zero, like a zero appeal rating. And yeah, I liked it. What do you guys? Did you guys like it? I thought. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah, I'd say Sorry, this is. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You little cutie. You go. Good, already talked. Uh, I'd say this. Subjectively, this is probably my favorite song. Or it, it got exponentially better on the second listen, just because I was more aware of what was going on. So I'd say, in terms of like impact, and just like 
this or window pane, I guess, stick out the most, but I'd say this is probably my favorite. Not necessarily a re-listen like every day, but very powerful nonetheless. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of that um, that song that you sh that you showed me a while back. Um, uh, shoot, Gilbert. Oh, Gilbert. <laughs> I was gonna like, what did I show you? <laughs> was it me or Mitchell that showed you? Which song? No, well, who's, who's the artist? Do you know who's the artist? Was it a Ghostface Killer song? Um, you showed me uh, where it was like. I don't listen really to Ghostface Killer. It's Ghostface Killer, dude. You, you, you're the one that you're the one that listened to Ghostface Killer. I listen to. Uh, are you talking about Immortal Technique? Yeah, that's what it was. I, I oh no. That was like, uh, I I hit you I hit you with like the max. I was like, you know, no. I was like that song is from my childhood, and I'm like remember it. And yeah, I listened to that song when I was a kid. So it really like. <laughs> like the, honestly, that you. I mean, I'm cursing so much on this, but like, um, <laughs> it's fucked up that you listen to that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that was the point of that song. That was the point of that song. It was the um, it was to like unfold the life that that immortal technique like lived. It was like a depiction of what he went through. But the thing is, is that it wasn't just him that was going through it. It was other people around him, and that's what that's what he wanted to portray. Like you're not the, just the only one in this world that like feels this way or even does things for for like for gain. It's it's the people around you and their their troubles and their lives lives and like you know the message there i'm not gonna i'm not gonna describe the song it's really bad <laughs> so bad i mean it's, it's good but it's like so it's, it gets so it, it gets screwed up <laughs> so it gets it, it gets so fucked up but like it's a really good song you know uh i i show I, you get mitchell knows who, which one i'm talking about which song he showed he I don't. I'm not for sure. What's the song Gilbert, do you remember? What's the name of the song? Yeah. Model technique. Um. Dance of the devil. Dance of the devil. Yeah. This song oh. kind of gives like it's it giving me vibes of like him telling a story that's. I mean, it, it's obviously not to that extent, but like it's similar in like how he does his storytelling. Like I was saying in the past, like he has. Uh, rhyme scheme and like a way he he raps is very similar to like 90s uh rappers um oh, yeah. and that that song like right there is kind of like it's it's to the max in terms of like you know really upsetting inner imagery but like it gives you that same sort of like feel it's like a bunch of like bad imagery of, from his life and yeah it's it's really nice it's really poetic i would say it's like but it's definitely not something that you would listen just like any day yeah yeah unless you're me and you like horror core <laughs> i'll have to look it up after this yeah. is done just to confirm because my old roommate trevor was really into hip-hop and rap as well so he showed me a few Horror core fucked up ones too, so I gotta, I gotta hone in all the time. Well, that that song specifically wasn't horror core, but like horror core in general as like a subgenre. Yeah, it gets into that on the regular. So if you're a, a, a 
a fan of that subgenre. It's kind of like listening to this sort of stuff. Like, that's so weird. That's, that's so weird. Like, I didn't, ex- I, I would not have considered like comparing this song to Immortal Technique in any way. Noah always finds these like little <laughs> strands of connection between things. So, yeah, but the thing is, is that, yeah, I see where you're getting at. Like, Immortal Technique has that 90s feel because he's an old school rapper. Uh, but he plays more of lyricism and he's, a, he's an underground rapper. He's not owned by labels or like go commercial anything. If you listen to like a lot of his uh, discography, you'll find that a lot of his songs aren't. Hmm. They, if you were to hear it on the radio, you'd probably become a suburban white mom too and call in and be like, this does not belong in my child's ear. It's definitely not for the um, newcomer of like, uh, hip hop or like a casual listener, so to speak. Yeah, it's definitely not that. It's a, it's a far cry from uh, from um, from Will Smith. <laughs> far cry from Photograph by J Cole. <laughs> well, it is a far cry from that <laughs> in terms of quality uh, and quality and, and, and just everything. <laughs> Moving on. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Next song is Friends, and uh, I thought the Kill Edward feature on this one was the best sounding of all of them. I really like it. Um, that's what I'll say about that. As I said, Rackus to Friends describes the idea of Rackus like realizing you're in pain and making that big statement out as far away from that pain as possible. But then like once an addict is like letting it sit with you marinating in that depression and introspection and then I feel like friends just like when it says cop another bag and smoke today I'm not sure he's going back into drugs just like relapsing into that wanting to feel that way but using where you are now as just a way to help other people at the very least if not yourself and when uh, kill Edward when it says um, don't think twice this is me this is how I should be um, I mean, just based on everything that's happened, everything is done, like feeling this way is a natural consequence. And um, rather than working through through co- coping methods, um, this is where I should be in my recovery. This is where I should be in my life. And while I'm getting there, I'm going to help you. And I thought it was a good track. All right. Um, For you. Thank you, buddy. Nom, nom, nom. Ooh. Uh, I like the song very much. Uh, uh, in terms of appeal, mm, I don't think this is for everyone. Unless like you're a really strong listener and you're just like, man, I really want to get uh, sort of down, but not really. It's it's sort of hard to describe. I know how like you know how you like feel upset one day, and you're just like, man, I really want to listen to a playlist that will help me get through this. Like yeah. usually. Usually people play like happy songs or like um, songs that'll get them in a better mood. But I'm, I'm one of those people that like, I get, I get deep into the sadness. Like I'm willing to listen to songs that are really terrible and just like bring you down to a level where like, you feel like the only way, the only way to get out of it is go up. You know? I'm the same way. So I agree with that. No, are you the same way? 
Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> when you feel sad, do you listen to songs that make you feel better, or do you like just I go listen through to that songs. sadness? Yeah, I make I listen. My whole thing is I listen to songs that complement the sadness. So sad songs while I'm sad, and I know that sounds weird for some people. But yeah, I, I definitely do listen to um, sad songs while I'm sad because I feel like I listen to a happy song while I'm sad. I just, I don't know, like it, it just feels like laughable to me. Like, it's just like, I don't, I don't want to try to make myself happy. I want to marinate in the sadness for a marinate. little while. Okay? It was very late, little sad. piggy. I want to saute myself in this depression. Damn, I want to soak yeah. deep in that. <laughs> uh, but what I was saying, what I was saying is that, like, you know, if I listen to a happy song while I'm sad, I'm gonna get annoyed. Like, if yeah. you imagine, imagine like you imagine you're really mad, right? And you're just in the room, and you hear you hear the you hear a song on the radio. And it's it's happy by Pharrell. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, just fuck, <laughs> fuck you, dude. Like, fuck you. Why are you so happy? I don't want to know why. <laughs> and I don't want to clap along. Thank you. All right. So, like, you know, you. What'd you say? I, uh, I feel like, and I don't feel like a room without a roof. I feel like nothing. Oh, I feel like a room without a roof because the w- world is raining down on me. <laughs> I feel like that roof falling down, caving in. I feel like that roof just not being there. <laughs> I am that roof. We're all that roof. We're getting off top. We're talking more about happy than <laughs> friends. <laughs> uh, with friends, I gave it a seven because honestly, it had a strong message. Um, you know, all what Cole knows about and can relate to, you know, you get, you get so deep into the lyrics. And I feel like honestly, throughout this whole album, this has the best bars on it because you can feel the power in it. The, the thing about it is the reason I gave it a seven is because I didn't like meditate, don't medicate. It kind of, ruins it a little bit like you can you can you if you take that out this becomes a good song definitely that part is very corny it's like you this has nothing to do with this i mean yeah it does but then also it's like you don't need it we don't need it here yeah it's 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 something that you just you, you know let it sit marinate in it like noah said and just move on from it. You don't need to like get, end it on a positive note. Not all songs need to end in a positive way. I mean, if someone started meditating from listening to that song, then you know, I'll give it to them. I'd be like, "Good for you, kudos, man." Nice, dude. Nice, yes, dude. All right. Any more thoughts, Noah? Um, I would say like, yeah. In terms of lyrics, I would say yeah. I'd say yeah. <laughs> not yet. Um, I differ with Gilbert on this one. I'm not gonna say yes, but I will say yeah. No, I'm. Just, <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, 
I didn't know there were opposites. I didn't know there were options. <laughs> I think lyrically, um, this is very, very strong. Um, I think that the whole, um, the chorus and everything are nice. The whole, med- like Gilbert said, meditate, don't medicate thing is so corny. Um, but that's about the only thing I can find that's like yeah, it's a really solid song. It. It's a really it's a solid song. It's good. Can we just like can Mitchell go through the lyrics? I I do uh, okay, well, I, I'm not, I don't I don't know. I I want Mitchell to like rap the rap one like part of the <laughs> I don't want I don't want him to say the whole thing because he he, he really can't. <laughs> but you guys understand why. I think, um, I think everyone understands why. Um, <laughs> got another bag of smoke today. <laughs> okay, can you can you go in and just read off starting with uh, fuck did you expect you can blame it on the condition? That I feel like that's a good that's a good spot. Like I don't remember the beat, so I'll try my best. Okay. Fuck did you expect? You can blame it on condition, blame it on crack, you can blame it on the system, blame it on the fact that 12 got jurisdiction to ride around in neighborhoods that they ain't ever lived in, blame it on the strain that you feel when daddy missing, blame it on Trump shit, blame it on Clinton, blame it on trap music and the politicians, or the fact that every black boy want to be Pippin, but they only got 12 slots on the pistons. Blame it on the rain, Millie Vanilli with the disc slip. What I'm trying to say is the blame can go as deep as go deep as seas just to blame them all. I would need like 20 CDs. There's all sorts of trauma from drama that children see type of shit that normally would call for therapy. But you know just how it go in our community. Keep that shit inside. It don't matter how hard it be. Fast forward, them kids is grown and they blow in trees and popping pills due to chronic anxiety. I even saw the problem, but stay silent because I ain't Jesus. This ain't no trial. If you desire, go higher, please. But fuck that now I'm older. I love you because you're my friend. Without the drugs, I want you to be comfortable in your skin. I know you. So I know you still keep a lot of shit in. You're running from yourself and you're buying product again. I know you say it helps, but no, I'm not trying to offend. I know depression and drug addiction don't blend. How long right, is this verse? How long is this verse? <laughs> you can stop. You see, you see the powerful, like. It feels good power. saying it. Bring it's a powerful message. Just like. It's just like, you know, and it, it goes on for like a I little bit. I felt powerful that. saying that. Yeah. Yeah, I kept going. But, like, how long do I have to do this? <laughs> just, you, you eventually got to like the rhythm that he got into. So, um, congrats to that, Mitchell. Up another bag and smoke today. <laughs> but, you, you know, you, you, feel the, you feel the power in this song, and it's just like, it's just, it doesn't. It doesn't really sound like a like a like a just a casual song you should listen to. It sounds like a song that you were just like, you know, you bring you bring yourself. If you feel like you're you're bringing yourself down, you just and you feel like a, a sad song will do you good. I feel like this will be on that playlist. This will be one of those songs where it's just like, you know, I just want to get through this, but like, fuck it, I just want to listen to something that put puts, you know puts my thoughts into words. Yeah, it's, a good, it's a great song. Also, good points. And like my favorite portion is that part where he says, you know, blame it, don't blame it on the condition, but blame it on everything else. And his problems with, with like specifically 
specifically for him, like the what he feels are problems with like black community, but in general, like it, it this this sort of message is like pretty universal. Like people will blame it on everything else except for themselves, blame their own problems on everything else. And I don't know. I, I really think that's a that's like you know him talking about all of that. While they are like problems in themselves. There is a point where you can you blaming yourself, blaming um, all of your problems on something else gets to an excess where you you can't really, you don't really you haven't really done anything about it. Yeah. So like I think that's a good point that he puts in there and it doesn't come off as boomery. Um, like that, like other that did, not, point. that did not need to be stated. That didn't. <laughs> that really didn't, bro. <laughs> but there are other times where he tries to explain something and it comes off as like, well, back in my day or like, oh, you, you know, it doesn't like come off as like, I guess maybe because his, the whole album talks about like problems with, with like addiction and stuff like that. I think it just doesn't come off the same way. Like um, preachy? It doesn't come off as preachy. It just comes off as like, you don't blame your like own condition like your own like ways of coping or your like anything like that your own problem your mental problems for any of this you don't like put that put that into consideration at all i agree i think that's a good point not gimmick at all very powerful as gilbert said all right friend is great and now to just as great if not greater window pane also known as the outro Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a lot to say about it. What do you guys think about it? Um, no, do you want to go first? Let's flip the script a little bit. Flip the script? Whoa, you just <laughs> threw me for a loop there. Yep. Okay, I'm loop clicking. The loop and pull, how, can he, how can he give his thoughts if you trip him up? <laughs> how can he walk if you're tripping him up? I want, I want to catch him off guard. I want to see if he can flow with the steady and then shift. Motion of the ocean, bro. No, what did you think of window pane parentheses outro? Close parentheses. You better close that parentheses. No, it's closed. That was a pretty nice way to end the album. Um, First of all, is 1985 the last song or this? It seems like I count this. I count this as the last song. This is the proper end to the album. It is. It's like an ending to it, but like uh, he still has a message for like up and coming artists and people who like. Yeah, I just are new to the game. Yeah, we'll get to that. I just wanted to check and see what you guys thought. No, your thoughts. You thought it was nice. I thought. I mean, I don't know. I don't have a lot. As much as I have like thoughts on other songs. Um. It's memorable. This 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 is like memorable in some ways, but also like not as memorable as other parts. And that's probably my biggest issue on some of the songs on this album that they as memorable on okay. some time, like at times. Um, but like in terms of an ending of of a whole album, um, because this was like the original ending, and 1985 was a single released. Um, it's pretty nice, and it kind of ties it up nicely, in my opinion. And it's really a nice production, and 
everything. I, I mean, there's really nothing I, I can really say that's like stands out as being any. Um, okay. Gilbert. I had some more in-depth in analysis, really. Cool. Sorry, it cut it cut out a little bit, so there's like a little bit of silence. But all right, fair enough. What do you think, Gilbert? Uh, I like the song. Uh, don't really see an appeal for it, so it's like a it's kind of a zero on that scale. But it was a good song. I gave it an eight out of ten. You know, um, yeah. coming in hot with an eight. Huh? I said coming in hot with that eight. An eight out of ten. Here's the reason. It's because, like, this feels like a good settle down ending. Because think of where we started in this album. We started out with like a with the intro feeling like, you know, uh, brilliant words to go by, and you know, just a message to, for everyone, and with like a little jazz feel to it. And then the, you get this ending after you had so much fun or like so much fun with like the trap music and like the repetitive lyrics and the constant, uh, uh, you know, lyrics going over and over again in your head. And you're just like, you feel done at this point And the song reflects that. Um, but like at the end here, Colt, Cole still wants to give you a message and he still wants to remind you of what he was trying to tell you this entire album. And if you didn't get it by this point, I don't know if you're going to get it at all. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it, and, and the ending is basically telling you that drugs will end you physically and mentally. And I'm not talking about ending your life or like you're dying or anything. I'm talking about drugs will end uh, who you are as a person because they will change you and like basically erase whatever you had up to that point. And they will, they will convert your life into something else. And not just you, the people around you will, will be different. And I think that's, that's a really good message to, to, to see in this song. I see this album as a little bit of a summary and a little bit of a, like a, his reflections at the end. Um, not exactly a summary, but like reflections on the whole work. Um, and like, like talking about his problems with it and how it affects communities. And yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's really nice. And like, of course is like his, um, his thought, he put a lot of thought into like, um, his um his lyrics clearly on this um it just kind of like it's a nice thing it not it nicely like sums up everything and it kind of like it's nice because it's like j cole speaking to you directly kind of like in um um shoot the one where he talk, talks about his mom we just we, the, um what's an addict yeah Okay. Um, it's kind of like that one, in where where he's like talking to you directly, but in this this case, he's just kind of you know, reflecting on things. I mean, I, I've referenced it a few times throughout the podcast. Um, 
Uh, when I re-listened to it today specifically, I felt it was very powerful. I mean, I wrote the most notes about it, I guess. And I'll kind of zip through them. I mean, just everything I got from the songs, like pain is relative, and of course you can choose wisely how to deal with it. But we live in a world where um, terrible things happen. And um, some, a lot of times, more often than not, those terrible things tie back to kind of adjacent or similar pain that you have which in the course kind of states like you're wanting to be accepted. I mean, wanting to wanting yourself to accept who you are just by drowning out the problems you have just to live with yourself or the verse, just like being corrupted, but being corrupted by wanting to be accepted by others. So, I mean, at the, like the base level, just, I think J Cole, um, the drug addiction did definitely took a toll on him, but he's been placed in a more um, fortunate place than others because um, he wasn't taken down by, his place in a, like a ghetto community as well. Like he went on, he was able to get out. He was able to escape this at least for a short time with going to college and stuff. And he's more fortunate than others based on like paralleling the girl's story in the beginning and end about her cousin being shot and just a message to others. Trauma not dealt with results in trauma by not dealing with the trauma properly by resulting in drugs that will affect how you are throughout your life. Another thing is like the little girl's speech, it was like, it cut off right as talking about how her um, cousin was shot to make the point about acceptance of yourself and by others and the corruption that comes with that or just how you can deal with your life. And then it comes back in the end that, um, you know, God brought him back. He survived being shot and stuff. So it just serves kind of a good lesson of how to live past your demons and outgrow what you're dealing with in a healthy way before those demons um, ruin your life forever or just before God comes back and restarts the earth because of how far, far gone humanity can become. And a lot, what's sad about it is like a lot of times it takes knowing about how much worse someone else has it to realize how pain is relative. So that's not like necessarily minimizing your own pain, but just makes you realize, um, what you have outside of it and just I think it's kind of sad how hearing about how much worse other people have also become easier to deal with what you're dealing with I think it's just a good metaphor of um it seemed like her cousin was shot through the window just so like it I wrote it down I guess reading what I wrote down it sounds kind of corny but just how bullets flying through the window represents how like pain and hardship and the lessons that come with it come out of nowhere. So, you know, no, I, Mitchell, those bullets were real. I'm saying the metaphor I was going for sounds really corny, but like they can come out of nowhere, and only the lucky few or the few who choose to look past blaming others and fixing their lives can outgrow that. Uh, okay, good parallel. I, feel I understand. I feel you. I feel you on that. Powerful song. Really liked it. Yep. Once an Attic Friends and Window Pane is a great stretch of songs. Mm. And that's all I have to say. If anyone else has any other closing thoughts on Window Pane. That's uh, it for me. What about the cutie and the flat cap in the middle? Um, I don't think I have any more thoughts. Y'all did better at, at summarizing this one than me. I wrote it down. <laughs> I had, sure. I'm just reading what I wrote down earlier. <laughs> But I'm, li- I'm listening to it. 
like right I'm, now. I'm listening to it as we speak. <laughs> it's all in my head. Well, Window Pain is a proper outro, but whether or not it was added on as a single later on or it was always there, 1985 is the last track. Yes. I'll say, again, Window Pain had an effect on me just because of how much I had to say to it. And I do enjoy 1985. I do think it's a good song, whether it's compared to Kate. As a song itself, whether it's compared to the rest of the album or just on its own, I think it's good. But like, whether or not it was an aim or attack on Little Pump or just rappers of this generation in general, I think he does a good job summarizing it. But it kind of ties into the rest of the narrative of the album, but I feel like it just does so at a distance, just like that was before. Here I am now. We'll still reference it, but this is more on just how to move on from that or just how to do this better than me, but also... I don't know. I since I found window pane so specifically powerful, I felt like, and I guess you guys would agree, I felt like it would be better as just a single and not just, in some ways, tacked on to the end of this. Um, I love 1985 mainly for the fact. Mainly for the fact. I mean, I mean, it does. I agree with you on the whole fact that it doesn't really fit into the album, and it's better off as just like a single. But um, it's. It's nice because, like, um, his response to Little Pump is like throws you for a loop. He um, sort of just like, I hope you do well. You know, I, you know, you know I, I, I want you to be better in life, and not like he's not trying to tear him down. And um, you know, he, he says, I don't really understand some of your things because, you know, you're younger and I don't really like your music. But, you know, if, it's, if that's what you're doing with the money, then keep doing it. And, yeah, I don't know. It's really, it's really a cool response. I, I, I don't think many rappers do that sort of thing. <laughs> I think a lot of times they'll respond to something and, you know, obviously it'd be a diss sort of thing, like it, you know, but yeah. I think it's really nice. Really nice. Um, if you see it as a response to that, mainly, it is, it's nice as a response. Feels like an after credit scene of a movie, honestly. It does feel like that. <laughs> it does because, like, it, it felt like window pane was like, like the complete ending. Like, that's where it cuts off. And then, like, there's, like sort of the Marvel after credit scene of 1985 is like, oh, wait, one more thing. Hi. All right, one more thing. Uh, little pump. Yeah. <laughs> sit, yeah. Down and, sit down and listen. Yeah, sit down, little child. All right. Um, for me, I like the song. Uh, it definitely has an appeal. I mean, it's, it's a brilliantly structured song. Um, I mean, it's, a, it's the highest rated song on this album, which I don't think it's fair to the album. What is the score? It's nine out of ten. Simply okay. because I love diss tracks if they're done right. Um, you know, Wait, not even really. It kind of disses, but it doesn't really diss. I, I it's not really. It's that's the thing. That's the thing. It's confusing because it's it's either a diss or it's not. That's that's it's it's like it doesn't really call them out. That's what makes it a good diss. Those are the two options. Yes. Yeah. And it's it it makes it a good diss because. Like you can't really tell if like you're if they're aiming shots at, at someone or not, and plus 
this song sounds like it could have radio play. And if you get radio play oh, on yeah. a diss track, if you get radio play on a diss track, then like you pretty much won the 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 beef right there. Like Drake did really well. He does really well on his um on his, in his beefs because he gets radio play. And if you have have a bunch of people listening to that song over and over again, eventually uh, the other person's gonna hear it. But hearing it from like one of their friends is kind of disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? What What about the friend? Be like this, like say you're in a beef with somebody, right? Yeah. And you make a song, make a song about them. Yeah. You know, dissing them, and you, you get it to like a really hot radio playable song, commercial hits, and everything. And then that person has a friend who they're just chilling with, and they hear that they're playing that they're playing your song. You understand how mad yeah. they'll be? Yeah. It is refreshing how. Venomous Drake and Pusha T can get stuff like that, and then this just is kind of like, all right, um, fuck you, but you know, I'm, let's turn this around. And then like, yeah. he even sat down with Little Pump in like a like a ninety minute interview, and like, yeah. he, Little Pump, that. that was like, this is the way to handle it. Definitely, it's very refreshing. Yeah, it's like if you don't feel like you need to like do any beef, you don't. You you're pretty much stuck in a spotlight until you respond. Yeah. Or you they feel like you lost, but this is a proper way to do it if you don't feel like going into it. If you don't feel like doing it, you at least have to address it. Otherwise, people are going to make up stories. And this is a brilliant response in that case. Um, sure. In terms of like uh, the message across, I thought it was very much in line with what Tupac does. Well, it used to do. <laughs> All right, I think we all know, but yes, rest in peace. Uh, he ain't dead, though. <laughs> My bad. Uh, what did Tupac you know, used to it, do? Tupac used to, well, the thing is, is that in his, in his writings, he used to say, like, like uh, uh, he, he, he acknowledges someone as, you may not be my friend anymore, but, like, I still want to see you eat, you know? Gotcha. It, but it's but it's not going to be at my table, you know. And we're not friends, but I still want to see you be better than you are. You know, you want to yeah. see that come up from them, even though you know you don't fuck with them anymore. So it's like uh, it's understanding that J Cole felt like he needed to address Little Pump, and or if he even if he did intentionally do that for him, but like you understand, he he yeah. went towards the generation and was like a. You guys have to understand that this won't last forever and how this feeling you're feeling is just temporary, but like, you know, enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. You know, and I feel like uh, one more one more thing here is that, you know, if you look at J. Cole's discography, I don't know if you noticed this, but a couple of, there's a couple songs in here that stick out to me. There's, um, there's Firing Squad, there's Everybody, dies and then there's this one 1985 the reason is because it kind of fits into like sort of a own its own sideline story that he's creating sort of like he he he's he's building this response of like uh not not necessarily like diss tracks towards artists but like sort of a a reminder to these to these up-and-coming artists that that uh you know not not 
everything is what it seems. I, you know, people play it out as something else, but you know, this is this is the reality of it. You know, I don't know if you guys listen to it, that those stuff. Uh, I think Noah, you've listened to Everybody Dies. Ah, yeah, it's a good song. It's, it's a really good song. It's really short, in my opinion, for what it could be. Do you feel like it was cut off too short? Yeah. Definitely was. And Firing Squad, well, Fire Squad, uh, I don't, do you remember that one from 2014, Forest Hill Drive? That would double platinum with no features? Yeah, I mean, it also, yeah, he strikes a little bit more of a ruthless tone on those songs. And then this one, it's like, it, I can see what you're talking about, where they all kind of have that same sort of like his, uh, they all kind of like sound like responses, but they all sound like um, really similar in style. Um, but like this one is like not ruthless like he was on the other one. Like he just kind of sits him down and is like, hey, here's what I think you should do. But also like, I'm glad you're successful. Whereas the other ones, it's like, he's, he's like pulling out all the stops. Like, you know, yeah, <laughs> to, yeah. to, to, like, just telling it how it is, man. Just going all in for it. You know, showing, showing, showing his skills and what he's capable of. Yeah. I have nothing to say on those two as I have not heard either of them. But I'll you should, you should take, a, take, take a listen to it. Take a listen to both. Also listen to False Prophets. Okay. That's a pretty good one too. It's not, I mean, eh, you can listen to it if you want, but like, okay. I definitely, I definitely recommend Fire Squad. Cool. Keep going. You know, 2014 Forest Hill Drive, I'll have to listen to that album eventually. I think we just... Bit of a side note here. Uh, um, one of our friends, uh, this is an iffy subject, but, um, uh, wait, back then, Catherine actually re- had me recommend her an album, and I, and I told her 2014 Forced Hill Drive, and she actually listened to it. And uh, she, they ended up liking it pretty much, and it was really good. It was, I was surprised honestly. So wow, you you gotta listen at that point. Good song. I mean, it's a good album. Yeah, I mean, Catherine then Riley now, but like, I am surprised that Riley would like something like that. So I guess that gives me not hope. Like, I like Kod enough to check out his other work, but like. I don't know. Like, since I knew nothing about this album now, I like I feel like I could easily get into Jake Hall. Like, he feels like a good gateway into this kind of hip hop rap world. Yeah, just be prepared for like a really short discography because he doesn't really have that much. I think like five albums. I mean, you you'll get through them pretty quickly. Okay. You know what I'm saying. Well, good note to end on. We have reached the end. Thank you all for coming on this journey with us. I think it's safe to say, uh, yeah, I'm not going to make that joke. Never mind. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to wrap it up. She's well. It's safe to say we've killed our demons, which does <laughs> just cut that mm-hmm. up. Cut that up mm-hmm. next. Whatever. Thank you for coming and listening. Not even listening. Thank you for listening to us talk about KOD. Uh, if, if what we said interests you, please check it out on your own. It's worth it, whether or not you're in fully invested in rap and J. Cole or not. 
and do you, do you think it should be a well i want to ask you your opinion real quick sure um do you think that it deserves the ratings it get it got i mean i know you this is your first i'll ask both of you and Gilbert. like does it deserve worst of or just what it got in general do you think it's like like what is what are, what what are like the ratings it sits at? Are they really low? Because you're the you're the guy who looked at the stats. <laughs> I can go to them really quickly. Yeah, I looked at them too. Yeah, I sent them off to Gilbert for second help, and I appreciate it very much. You're welcome. But uh, J Cole, I mean, I use the website I use most is called Sputnik Music, and Kod. Uh, it tied with For Your Eyes Only. It got a 2.7. Wow. <laughs> out of 5. Out of 10. That'd be really bad. Only everybody's information. That's like that's my favorite, I think, a cool album. For Your Eyes Only? Um, I know. I think 2014 Ford Seal Drive is a better, like, constructed album. But yeah. it's still, it's like my favorite album. It's, it's hard to explain. Like, I, I think 2014... Yeah, it, I think it deserves being rated higher, but also I just love a lot of the music in uh, For Your Eyes Only. So. I get that. I get that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to just be with the people that think 2004 is still drive. 2014, Four Still Drive is the best album. But I understand your, your dilemma there where, like, you know, an artist's best album isn't really your favorite. For like uh, for me, I like for Kanye West. I like Easy, Eases. Yeah, it's like, very well, very well produced. It's it's a really brilliant album, but like, um, I don't think it's I don't think it's like his top one. And there's like a lot of debate on which one's the top one. Graduation. <laughs> uh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that should be another video. Connie West, Wesley brought up in another video. Sure. For sure. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, the J. Cole, in terms of ratings, uh, this album for me was a 6.8, which I felt like is kind of right because yeah. you understand his fan base and you know his, his problems with uh, choruses and not being corny. Uh, it's very hard for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, but he, he does have a voice and, and it, it shows a little bit here. Um, in terms of his worst, I, I feel like this is probably one of his worst because the reason, because like, I feel like he was trying to be commercial in like a sense. And it, and it felt like he wanted to be more mass appeal than his earlier works. You know, if you look if you look at those those other albums, it doesn't it doesn't feel like he's trying too hard to get a single out. Mm -hmm. um, but he he does need to work on those choruses and hooks because they them they ain't working for him, man. He got outsourced those. I know he doesn't like features, but he got a he got outsourced those, man. Authenticity thing, but also just like at least you're not like getting you're not like passing around your like. You know, verses to people. I mean, if 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 you if you outsource a hook, I I am okay with that, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes I think you need some help. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on the all the sites we use, 
which was like Sputnik Radio Music Album of the Year, Metacritic and All Music. It got relatively lukewarm, just like either middle of the road or like at the highest, like a four, I think. But I mean, I don't have it to compare it to anything other. This is the only album I've heard of him. Um, there were definitely some shortcomings, I guess. And I, I agree with what you said about the hooks, but like, I can't like say fully if it's his worst because I haven't heard the rest. But like, at the for what it is, I enjoyed it. And you think there were some very powerful songs on it, or you what'd you say? Do you think people were too negative on it, too hard on it, or do you think that it deserved the uh, singing compared to the other works? I'm just saying in general. In general, I don't know about too hard. I mean, at least I don't dislike it as. I don't. I don't see it as very middle of the road or disliked as other people. I I definitely understand where they're coming from, but like, for my personal experience, um, I can't say it's a bad album. I think it's a good album, and yeah. So I don't think it's his worst, but I also can't answer if it's his worst because I have yet to hear the rest of what he has to offer. But yeah, that's where I stand. Uh, you know, at the beginning of this, I thought like. I never really rated it, but I was like, I, I, I've heard it before and I felt like people were too negative on it. But after going through it and listening to it and, you know, I thought, I thought it was going to be rated higher than I actually rated it at, which is understandable because I really like J. Cole, you know, you feel for him. Uh, but like where I ended up is like, yeah, it's satisfying. That's, that, that seems right. Like after you analyze it enough. Mm-hmm. so i think you know the rings isn't like the whole story though you know yeah. um there's there's you if you look at each song and everything you see a consistency you know and and you like that in a, in a, in, a, in an album you know it might mean not me the 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 best or highest um but like you see a consistency there and you, you feel for it there. You know, there's no, there's no lows, there's no highs really. There's just like a steady tone that he gets at. And I think that's where his middle ground is. That's, 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 that's basically, um, that's basically what it is. And, and, and J Cole is, is good at keeping steady. and uh, Not really uh, like going too low or going too high in terms of like quality. You know, he's just, he's just got to work on stuff, man. Yeah. Any final points, Noah? Uh, I would say I agree with the with in terms of its rating. I mean, I have not listened to like every single J Cole album. I have. You have. Good for good for you. <laughs> I need to still, but um, obviously the ones I have the most experience with: 2014, Forest Hill Drive, uh, For Your Eyes Only, and this one which are, I guess, pretty recent when you think about his discography. And then he's got a lot, he's got a decent amount of work before that. Um, But I have heard like some early J. Cole, like in terms of songs. Um, Yeah, I could definitely agree with that. Um, I mean, I don't, I can't say like you, Mitch, confidently whether or not I could put this at the bottom of his discography. Um, in terms of quality, because I, I'd have to listen to the rest. But um, I think there are a lot of great points in this album. It's just, cons- it's just 
consistently you can tell he may, he puts in work except for maybe on motivate i think motivate was kind of lazy if you want to be honest um he still had atm in his head when he wrote that yeah he did i, I really do feel like that but besides that i mean there you can tell he put a lot of work into it and i can really respect that and knowing jay cole he, he you, you know he puts a lot of work into anything he does um and there like there are some really great songs in this album it's just like when you're looking at it as a work like a work of art as a whole it does it's like way too inconsistent in many places and somewhat muddled in some areas in terms of like messaging i mean not not all the time but like sometimes that i would say it's not yeah, I, I think it definitely deserves it being rated lower. So, but it's not like bad per yeah. se. Like I definitely listen to to KOD. I mean, I wouldn't listen to Photograph. I I don't really listen to Motivate. But like a lot of other songs, I'll definitely listen to. And so it's not like it's unlistenable. But for J Cole, it's it's not creme de la creme per se. I would say. <laughs> all right well i think that wraps it up thank you everybody for watching thanks to gilly morals for coming on and helping us out here happy to be a part of this i assume he'll be in future episodes so keep on the watch for those and um yeah this has been the worst of j cole sorry for some of the technical difficulties too um i uh i need to figure out how to disconnect my phone because I have a, I have a Mac and I also have an iPhone as you can see. So, um, don't, pro don't product place it right now. <laughs> no, don't do that. But, um, they, they connect to each other. And so like, I, I was trying to figure it out while y'all were talking. So sometimes I'd be like <laughs> zoned off trying yeah. to figure out how to connect the sound. But next time I think I'll get that figured out. Um, All right, so, you you promise? Promise, promise to anybody watching this. Please don't get annoyed. <laughs> I mean, just, we we still love you now. It's okay. All right, that's been us. Uh, thank you again for watching, and we will see you next time on the MNN podcast. You gotta work on that outro, man. We will eventually. We're just <laughs> workshopping. Don't add that in the end. Well, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> love you all. Farewell. Be well. Thank you. Bye.